Welcome everyone to Obetura Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Hayat. We will begin on Zayin Amurbet in Mesech Megillah. The news is that we are doing today the Daf at 7 a.m. And many of the sleepy heads who would like to join us now that we're starting at a later time is welcome to join us. Today's class is available. Anyone who would like the Zuchut of sponsoring a week of the class or month of the class, can contact the rabbi for the tremendous zechut last night. We want to thank everyone for the beautiful siyum. And Be'ezat Hashem, we should be zochet to finish many more mesechtot together. Um, we'll start from the Mishnah on Zayin Amur Bet. The Mishnah is going through the Anbens. Once we mention the difference, in, there's no difference between Adar Rishon and Adar Shani, which is what we were talking about yesterday. We mentioned there's no difference between a whole, whole load of other subjects. Uh, today we are planning to do Another three or four Mishnayot or five Mishnayot, all in bands. In band number one is between Shabbat and Yom Tov. Difference of laws of Shabbat and Yom Tov. So, in general, they're the same. Besides for the laws of Ochel Nefesh, says the Mishnah. In band Yom Tov is Shabbat, Ela Ochel Nefesh Bavad. There's no difference between Yom Tov and Shabbat, except for preparing food. On Yom Tov, you're allowed to prepare food. And on Shabbat, you are not allowed to prepare food. Cooking and the like. Says the Gemara, So when it comes to which means preparations before food, then it sounds like they're both the same. The same way the preparations before food are forbidden on Shabbat, also the preparations before food will be forbidden on Yom Tov. What's an example? We're going to see in a second. Uh, let's say, for example, if you have a you want to make a barbecue, right? And that barbecue you're allowed to make on Yom Tov, right? And you're not allowed to make one on Shabbat, of course, because you're not allowed to cook on Shabbat. Yeah, okay. It's making Good. Eruv, yeah. What? It's making a roof, but... It's making a roof for Yom Tov, oh, correct. Yeah, yeah. But on Shabbat, you can't do it at all. You can't cook on Shabbat. It has to be cooked from before, right? If it's cooked, yeah, but you can't cook, right? Good. Now, let's say you're, it's Yom Tov, and you're allowed to make a... You're allowed to cook, you're allowed to, and you want to prepare your... You think, but you see that your uh, skewer for your shish kebab is broken, and you want to smooth it out. So, it sounds over here that you're not allowed to do it because we only said that the difference. The only difference we said, the only difference is food. We didn't say preparations for food. So it sounds like the food itself, the cooking, okay, but the preparations for food, asur. Ah, so you see that our Mishnah, the Mishnah which said the only difference is food, cannot be Rabbi Huda, because Rabbi Huda would even let, would even let getting, getting the skewers ready. How do we see? The Tanya we learned in the Brighter. And Ben Yom Tov Shabbat, Ela Ochan Nefesh, the only difference in Yom Tov Shabbat is Ochan Nefesh. That's what we said so far. Rabbi Huda, man, Rabbi Huda Matir, Af Machshir Ochan Nefesh. Rabbi Huda even lets the Machshir Ochan Nefesh, the extra preparing for Ochan Nefesh, he'll let that also. My Tanakam, tana what's the reason why Tanakam does not let this preparing the skewer or whatever it is? says, It alone is allowed. Meaning, food alone. It alone and not preparing the skewers. Okay? What does Yehuda say about Tatsuk? Amakra, Pasuk says, Lachem. Pasuk says, Lachem, for you. For you means. The cold tzarechem, whatever you need, not just the food itself, but even the preparing of the skewer or whatever like that. Says the Gemara, 
What does he do with the word lachem? Lachem means for you. Why don't you let the skewers? So then what do you do with the word lachem? It says for you. Shouldn't, shouldn't that let even skewers? It says, well, no. Lachem kochavim. Lachem kelavim. When we say lachem for you, it's coming to teach you not, not a leniency like you think that you can do skewers. Lachem means for you, means I only let for you. I don't let for your goy. You, you want to cook on Shabbat, cook the steak, you could cook a steak for yourself. But if you have a chadam and says, can you put me on one also? Asur. How do I know? Lachem. So the same basuk lachem that you're using for leniency to allow me to think, no, lachem is not l'chotz lachem. Lachem is to teach you that you only for you, not for your dog and not for your goy. Okay? What does he do with the word who? Pasuk says, who levado? Who sounds like only you. What does it mean? Who does it say? Who means only it, only food, not skewers. What do you do with that pasuk? It says, who? And it says, for you. Which means, we're learning from the two together. He says, listen. One says, who? Means only that, not skewers. Other one says, lachem, says, even skewers. So what do I do with the two pesukim? So he says, the one that's allowing it is allowing the ones that you couldn't have done before Yom Tov. And the one that's disallowing it is disallowing the ones that you could have done before Yom Tov, you were just too lazy to do it. And then it's Asur. So if Yehuda who lets, he only lets when you couldn't have done it before Yom Tov. But if it's something you could have taken care, could have taken care of before Yom Tov, then you should have. And therefore it's not allowed. And that's what he uses it for. You understand? You finished praying? You're going to pray after with that, with that thing? Okay, so come on, let's go. Well, you're up to brand new Mishnah. Come sit, sit right here. Let's get, let's get rocking, uh, Chaim. It was so nice last night. I'm so happy you were there. Yeah, it was beautiful. Unbelievable. Let's go. Mishnah. Oh my gosh. Even Ralph? Did you bring Ralph with you? No, just, we bumped into each other. Okay, let's get rolling. We're up to Mishnah Ralph. Let's go. Good morning. And Ben Shabbat the Yom over there. And Ben Shabbat the Yom Kippurim. Ela Shazez the Donor Bin Adam. Vezez the Donor Bikaret. Bikaret. Which means the following. Person who does, there's no difference between the laws of Shabbat and the laws of Kippur. Shabbat, you can't do melacha, besides for eating, of course. But if a person did a melacha, there's no difference between Shabbat and Kippur, except for the punishment. The punishment of someone who on purpose breaks Shabbat with witnesses and everything, the warning and witnesses and the whole thing, is bidadam, you get mitah bidadam, they'll kill you. In the time of the time, they'll kill you. It, on Yom Kippur, it's not so. Yom Kippur, even with witness and everything, all you can get is karet. Uh-huh. Right? Which some, in some ways is worse, some ways is better. I think so. Al Mishnah is saying the only difference between the two is that one gets. One is mitah the Adam, one is karet. Says the Gemara. Now, before you go further, you have to know the following. There is a rule. Something called kimle bidrabamine. Kimle bidrabamine means that if a person is. If a person is chayav, a death penalty, okay, he becomes patur on any monetary penalty from that, that, that ensues from the same act. Meaning the following. Let's say a person shoots another person, okay, and he kills the other person. And after being duly warned, or even not duly warned, okay, and in that shooting person, you become chayav mita. Any person kills another person, is chayav mita. 
if in the inter, if in the act you also ripped his Armani suit, and now in theory his estate can sue you for two thousand dollars besides for you getting death penalty, halacha is in the Torah you are patur. Why? Once you're getting the stricter punishment, you're patur on the more lenient, lenient punishment. Okay. But so that's with every. That's with anything, not just that. No. In general, correct. Right. right, but here we're telling you that even though the stricter punishment has nothing to do with me, it doesn't you're not gaining the the family of the of the dead bo- of the dead guys don't gain anything by the guy dying. Right. We want our money back for the suit. You still don't get the money. Okay, now even though the two are not connected, says It sounds over here that when it co- that we said the only difference is whether you get karet or whether you get uh, or whether you get mitah. But it sounds like when it comes to whether or not you have to pay for the suit. Let's say you killed somebody on Shabbat and you killed somebody on on Yom Kippur. It sounds like they're both equal because that's not one of the differences. We said the only difference is whether or not you get karet or whether or not you get mitah. Mita. But regarding paying, they're both patur. Okay. Oh, so it sounds like even karet can get rid of your payment, which is a chidush. We thought that only Bidi Adam could get rid of your payment. Here it seems like even Karet is getting rid of your payment. Even Kippur. Shabbat, okay, of course. But Kippur? That's a Hadush. So if so, Mani Matitin, who is the author of our Mishnah? It must be Rebbechunim ben Hakana. He must be the author of our Mishnah. Rebbechunim ben Hakana. The Tanya was learned in the Brayta. Rebbechunim ben Hakana, Hayao said, Yom Kippur, Kishabbat, Lina Tashomim. Rebbechunim ben Hakana used to say that Yom Kippur is like Shabbat when it comes to paying. You're patur for both. Ma Shabbat, just Shabbat, just like Shabbat. Mitchayev b'nafsho, you have to pay with your life. Upatur when tashlumim, then you patur for tashlum. Afiyom akimim, so to Yom Kippur, mitchayev b'nafsho, you chayav to pay with your life. Upatur when tashlumim, you patur tashlumim. So it sounds like our Mishnah. We just because our Mishnah doesn't make this differentiation, we could we've deduced that the author of our Mishnah is none other than Rambam Nachman Yemenakana. Yes, Mister Salama. In what, in what scenario would you be Hayab Mamon and uh, another punishment on Shabbat or Yom, Kippur, or Yom Kippur? On Yom Kippur, you might have thunk that since there is no actual punishment that's taking place in Bedin, right? The p- punishment only takes place after another 40 years by a guy walking around dropping dead, right? That punishment will not make you patur. I'm paying for the thing. I'm getting cut it. We don't care that you're getting cut it. Let's pay for what you got. When, don't you, when are you off? That's when you get off of paying. That's only when they take you out, and they're going to kill you, or they could take you out and kill you if had you been warned. Whatever the story is, but in a, in a punishment which is anyway not a punishment here, that's not that, that. Why should that make you patur? And the we're going to hold it up is, and therefore we've we've identified the author of a Mishnah as Rukhuni Menakana. Says you Tanan Hatam. We learned over there. Kol she laku karet. We learned in the Mishnah anyone who gets karet. And once you get Malkut, you're patur from Karet. So, there's another statement that says that if a guy got Karet, okay, a guy did something that made him Karet, and then he got Malkut for doing the Avera, because we could still give you Malkut for it. So then, that Malkut takes away the Karet. Because you got punished, it takes away karet. How do we know? Because says, if you hit him an extra hit, your, your brother will die in front of your eyes. And since we see that you gave him a hit, right? Mm-hmm. Once you hit him, he already becomes achicha, your brother. 
and he becomes a regular guy, and now he's patur. Okay? So That's what Hananya ben Gamliel. What does that mean? You can do that for, for anything. That's how we tell the lashes. Achicha, he's your brother. Don't kill him. No, so, so the lashes only come because every time we did a karet, you also did a lotase. Right? So because we give you lashes and lotase, once you get the lashes, assuming we lash you, that could, act, that could act, according to he's claiming that, that the fact that we lashed you, in Shamayim, they're going to take off your karet. But it won't take over mitat betin because betin you over here anyway. But in Shamayim, he's telling you that that will that will take away your chiyuv of of, of karet. But, but again, I understand. He's not saying that it works for mitat betin. He's only saying it works for karet because karet is a, is a heavenly thing, and and uh, and only on heavenly things he's saying it works. Right, but then Karet is a much more severe punishment. You ask someone to get have mita, get Karet, have mita, any day. Karet is getting cut off in the next world. Correct, correct. But we're, we're, the, according to this rabbi, we're, you'll see rabbis going to argue with him in a second. But according to this rabbi, he's claiming that Karet is only for people who were able to weasel their way out of getting Malkut. It, you get cut. You should just understand that if you were able to weasel your way out of getting Malkut, or let's say you're in a place where there is no Betin, like nowadays you can't get Malkut, then you, you watch out. You're in, you're in Hikaret status. But if uh, if not, you're out of it. That's what this rabbi is claiming. Now, Amar Biochanan Biochanan claims, the rabbi is his only opinion. Other rabbis disagree with him and they say, no, Malkut does not take away karet. Amarava, Amri Beirav, Tanina, we learnt, and Ben Yokim Shabbat, El Shazel, Zenobirav, Vizay, Zenobirat. They asked a the question of Yochanan. They said there's no difference in Yom Kippur and Shabbat except for that this one is Bidi Adam and this one is Karet. Vim Ita, if you're saying it's true, Edi Bidi Adamu, then they're both Bidi Adam. Why are you saying that the only difference between Yom Tov and Kippur is that one's Bidi Adam, one's Karet? They're both Bidi Adam. Why? Because if you get Malkut, it de- takes away karet. So get the guy, get, let the guy get Malkut, and then he's be Adam too. We're asking a question from this rabbi, from Rabbi Yochanan, on, on Mishnah. If you're claiming that every time, I'm sorry, from Yochanan and Gamliel, right? So we want to say that it's obvious that they argue. Why? Because you see in our Mishnah that they argue, because the rabbi who wrote our Mishnah obviously argues with Hananiah ben Gamliel. Because the fact that he said the only difference is that one is karet and one is bide adam. One is bide adam, one is karet. According to you, they're both bide adam. Because every karet means you just get malkut. That's it. Okay? If you're right, they're both bide adam. Says my back, no. Um, we're going to have two possible answers. The answer of Rav Nachman and the answer of Ashi. I think you guys could have figured out the answer on your own. Rav Ashi's answer is very obvious. But you guys are all sleeping. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Amr of Nachman, Rav Nachman says, okay, Ha-mani Rebitzikri. The Amar, Malkut Bechai Vekitit. Like, uh, if the, it could be that the author of our Mishnah, which had said 
that one is Bidi Adam, one is Karet, is Rabbi Yitzhak. Now, Rabbi Yitzhak is the one rabbi who holds that there is no Malkut by Kritut. He's the only one that holds? Yes, he's the rabbi holding. So if he's the rabbi who wrote a Mishnah, the reason why a Mishnah says one is B'day Adam and one is Karet is because since the Karet guy can't get Malkut. So therefore, he's, he's get, that's why he's be Karet. But you're right, had you gotten Malkut, it would take you off, but there is no Malkut. And therefore, our Mishnah could have been written by Yerbitzak, and therefore, it's not necessarily a proof against Rebchanan Yom and Gamliel. Right? Mean, so... Every rabbi holds you get karet and malkut? The other rabbis hold that every karet gets malkut. Rabbi Yitzhak holds you don't. And we're going to show in a second why. It says in Gemara, the Tanya Yitzhak Omer, kol chavirut bechlal haya. All the chavirut were included in the in the pasuk. So they're referring to a certain pasuk of, this listen about the pasuk of nechertu ha-nefashot ha-asot mekelev amam. It says that all these people get karet. Okay? V'alami atzate karet b'achoto. Why, so then why do we mention that a guy who sleeps with his sister gets karet? If they all get karet, and including that was a guy sleeping with his sister, why do we mention that a guy who sleeps with his sister gets karet? What? There's a pasuk that says that a guy who sleeps with his sister gets karet. Okay. Okay? Now, there was a pasuk right before that said that all these fellows, meaning all the guys who do all the arayot, are getting karet. Okay. So why do we have to separate and say, you sleep with your sister gets karet? We already said that all these guys get karet. What's the point? Says the Gemara. It comes to tell you, according to the Rebbe he says, is to teach you that the sister gets karet only, and you can't get malkutified. And therefore, once the sister doesn't, we assume that all karets are like that. And we learn from there to all karets, according to Rebbe that when you get karet, you don't get malkut. And therefore, according to that opinion, he's claiming that every karet does not get malkut, and that's why... Our mission could have been him. That's the answer. Could be everyone else. What does that mean? Well, we're saying that our mission not necessarily is indicative that it's that it's the guys who argue on Rebbeinu Ben Gamliel. It could be the guys who agree with Rebbeinu Ben Gamliel. Just there is no Malkut in this case because there is never any Malkut on Karet. Okay, Rebbeinu Ben Gamliel is claiming that had you gotten Malkut, okay. you're going to be patur. From Karet. Okay. okay. Now, Rabbi Yochanan comes and says that our Mishnah cannot be him. I'm sorry, Rabbi Yochanan says that there are friends who argue on him. Okay. Good. Now we're saying, no, duh, of course there are friends who argue on him. Our Mishnah has to argue on him. Why does it have to argue on him? Because our Mishnah says that Shabbat is Bidya Adam and Yom Kippur is Karet. And if you hold that every time you get Malkut, it takes away Karet, then even Yom Kippur is Bidya Adam too. So that means that when you say that when you say that Yom Kippur is Karet, that means you are not on the Malkut equals no Karet program. Why not? Because why would Yom Kippur get Karet? Yom Kippur gets Malkut. No, Yom Kippur is Karet unless you get Malkut. Like that's my base. Oh, that's a Rashi answer. That's the next answer. That's the next answer. And then the other Rabbi says, oh, oh, okay. Again, so we're, we're, we're saying one or two. According to your answer, you're saying no. In the standard is that you get, Chaim Salama's answer is listen, the standard was that you get Karet. Of course, there's a way out. If you get your pass, if you get a Malkut pass, you get out of it. But Al Mishnah could still be the other rabbi. That's what you're saying. The first answer is Al Mishnah could be also be a Bitzak who holds that there is no Malkut when you get Karet. And therefore you can't get out of it because we're not giving you Malkut. So Al Mishnah, answer number one is Al Mishnah could be a Bitzak. 
Answer number two is, even if it's not Rabbi Yitzchak, Amishra could be everybody. everybody. Just we're just telling you that the standard is cut it, but but there's 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 ways to get to scooch out of it. Okay, that's what the second answer. Rav Ashi Amar, I feel the Rabbanan could even be the Rabbanan. Ikars is not the Adam. The standard is be the Adam. And one, the standard is Adam. By Shabbat, the standard is Adam. And by Kippur, the standard is Karet. But of course, there's ways out of it. And they could be both be Adam. And that's the second answer of Rabashi, which is what Chaim understood all along. I, okay, so I said you were sleeping. You weren't sleeping. You thought about it. <laughs> Let's go. Next, Mishnah. Now, there are, the, the, the subject of the next Mishnah is a guy who swears he's not going to have Hana'ah from his friend. I swear I don't want to have any Hana'ah from so-and-so. Let's say Ralph, okay? So now, there's two types of swearing. The guy swears, I don't want to have any Hana'ah at all from Ralph. Or the guy says, I swear I don't want to have any, I want to eat anything from Ralph. I'm done with Ralph. I got a stomachache from last night. I swear I'm not eating anything from Ralph, okay? Two different swears. If a guy says, I don't have a ha'af from Ralph, or he doesn't want to have any food from Ralph, there's no difference. One difference, number one, is whether or not you can walk through Ralph's property. If you said you're not having an at all, you can't walk through. But if you said, I'm not having any, I'm not eating from Ralph, you can still walk through, just don't eat his food when you walk through. Another thing is, any, any, any utensil that is not a food utensil. If you swore you're not going to use his, uh, if you swore you're not going to eat his food, you can't use his food food utensil. Yeah. But you can use why? Because it's it's a food based item. You can't. You're not allowed to use because Mahal will include any food based utensils. But it will not include if you want to borrow his cell phone, which is not something useful food. Why would people? Why would people swear? kind of swear? It's like why people swear this one? You should know that every word that comes out of your mouth, you become a slave to it. If you don't, generally, the wise thing is never to swear anything. Because once you swear, you have to keep what you swear. And if you don't swear, <laughs> all you have to keep is the 613 mitzvot. You're good after that. Once you start swearing things, we're adding mitzvot to you. 614, 615, 617, 618. Keep swearing. Every time you're adding another mitzvah, another isur if you, don't, if you break it. So if, you, if you're an expert at 613 and you feel like, hey, I'm going to add a few more, you can start swearing. But in general, we try to avoid this at all costs. But that's the halakha. If you did it, you did it. You still have to follow the rules. Okay. That's a chidush. Anything uh, food-related, you can't, you can't benefit. You that can't is the first chidush of the Gemara. It says the Gemara, Hal inyan kirim sheosim nefesh, zev shavim. It looks like when it comes to a, a food-related thing, they're both asur. And that's a big chidush because uh, even in a place where they wouldn't rent him, you know, if they rent him, so let's let's say it's a, it's a thing that they rent. You want to borrow my pizza oven? I, usually they charge $100 to borrow my pizza oven. And I, the fact that I give it to you free means I'm giving you money, which you use to buy food, that's for sure, I swear. But here we're telling you, even in a place where they don't rent it out, since it's food-based, it's still a sewer. That's the chidush of Mishnah. That a pizza oven, even, since it's food-based, even though it's not a rented-out item, it's still a sewer. That's the chidush of the Mishnah, number one. Okay? You follow that or no? If it was rented-out item, of course it's food-based. Because every time I give you a benefit of a rent, a normally rented-out item, and 
you, I'm giving to you for free, that itself is money that you can use for food, which is Asur. If I told you not to have any hana from you, you can't, I can't get money from you either. Because that money That's could be... I told you, let's say I swear I'm not going to have food from you. Okay. Okay? If you give me money that I could use to go buy a pizza, that's food also. Oh, wow. Okay? So now, had the keli been a rentable keli, of course it's asur. But here the chidush is, since we didn't say anything, even a non-renting item, since it's food-based, like a knife, no one rents out their knives. Right? But to borrow a knife would be asur because it's food-based, even without the rental rentability Part of it. That's the chidush of the Mishnah. gives him 20 bucks to go buy, uh, to go pay his house rent. Here's 100 bucks. That's a sur. That's a sur, he's saying. Because you can use money for food. Right. Oh, if you use it for food. No, even if you don't. Since you could. If Ralph gives me 20 bucks, he'll help you pay your rent. It's a sur for sure. Okay? That's no question. That's what he said. The only difference is these two things. Kelim that that, that are not food food based and walking through his house. Those are only two things. Everything else is a sur. Oh. Okay, good. Wow. Next to, yeah. Somebody says, did he start there walking to the house? Hello, Kapti Inchi. Why? Now we're asking the flip side. When you say walking to the house, why can't I walk through the house? Even in Mudal Hana'ah, if I'm, if I'm not Makbid, if I let people walk through my house, let's say I have a backyard and deal, right? Some people have to get go deal, people like to shortcut, right? And some people are anti-shortcuts. You know, don't walk through my backyard, get out of my backyard. But, but you shortcut, you see, we got a 20 minute walk on Shabbat. Some people let, let, let you walk through the shortcuts. So, yes, if you're telling me that shortcuts are only allowed for the food guy, but they're not allowed for the general Hana'a guy, why not? Even the general Hana'a guy should be allowed to walk through the shortcut. Because if I let everybody do it, what's the difference between everyone or this guy? It's all the same. Says the Gemara, Amarava Hamani Yubalazar, Damar Vitur our Mishnah was written by Rabbi Al-Azhar, who is the one who holds that even things that people let become Asur for Mudan Hana. Meaning, even things that people let everyone do, and I'm matir to everyone, I let everyone use my things. Still a Mudan Hana is not Asur on that. Okay. New Mishnah. And ben nidarim l'davot, el shnidim chaya ba'achalitan, ben nidavot eno chaya ba'achalitan. There's no difference between a neder and a nidava. A neder is when I say, I will bring a korban. I means I owe a korban. A nidava means this animal, Betsy, my cow, Betsy, will be a korban. Okay? One is Betsy becomes the korban, and the other one is Shlomo Haber becomes Chayav a korban. Because if Betsy dies, then he the, the, the only difference is what, what happens if something happens to the korban. So let's say I say I owe a korban, and I say I owe a korban. I think I'll use Betsy. And the other one, the guy says, I'm using, he, has, he also has a cow named Betsy, and he says, uh, I'm making Betsy a Corbin. So both of us are using Betsy, our own animal cow Betsy, to, to fulfill our obligation. The difference is that if something happens to my Betsy, since I said I owe a Corbin, the, the obligation is on me. And now that Betsy's dead, I'm not Patur. <clears throat> I'm going to have to take whatever Elsie the cow, and you slaughter her instead. Because, what are you going to do? You owe a Corbin. And the other guy next door, who said Betsy is a Corbin, since Betsy's dead, I don't have to bring Elsie as the cow in a place with him, because Betsy's dead. I only said Betsy. Okay? The stronger one is on me. Because when it's on me, I have to replace it. 
when it's when it, when it dies. If it's on the cow, when the cow the cow dies, okay. I, I, I said I'm bringing Betsy as a, as a nedava. It's gone. What do you want for my life? Okay. So what the guy wants? Oh, he's he's asking that on the flip side, there's a strictness about the about the other guy, yeah, because if the guy moots, his yeah, kids up anachayav. It's an interesting one. I didn't think of that one. You hear what he's saying? He's saying, in my, my case, there's a leniency too. I mean, I'm not, not looking forward for the guy passing away, but in the case the guy passes away, does he make a difference? I'm going to leave that one, Chaim. Uh, that's a nice one. But Chaim uh, Rahidan. Okay, could, could be that's included or not included. I'm not sure. Okay. It sounds like when it comes to being late with a carbon, they're both equal. It sounds like both my Betsy and the next door Betsy only have three holidays to fill it. Because there's a rule of Baltacher, you can't be late on your nether. You only have three different holidays. After three holidays, you're already over on Baltacher. I'm not looking at exactly how many holidays in Rosh Hashanah we spoke about. But a certain amount of holidays, you're going to be too late. You're de- too delayed. So it sounds like both of them have equal Baltacher, because we said the only difference is whether you have to replace. But it sounds like the Baltacher is the same. <clears throat> so the Gemara explains what's the difference. Tanah Hatim, we learned over there. Ezu neder, what's called a neder? Haomer hare alai olaf. You say, on me is a korban olaf. Ezu nedava, what's a nedava? Haomer hare zu olaf. You say, this olaf, Betsy's an olaf. If it died, or nignivu, or it got stolen, or abdu or got lost, chayav you are chayav to pay it back. In my case, nidavot in the next door case with the betsi, metu or nignivu abdu enu chayav achritan. Where do we know this from? How do we know that you owe it by, by neder, not nidava? Tanaram we learned. The pasuk says, "V'nilzalo, it'll work for you. Lechaper alav to be a, a forgiveness for you." Rishimon Omer, "Et she'alav chayav b'achrito." Et she'eno alav, eno chayav b'achrito. It says, "Lechaper alav, whatever's on you." In my case, the the fulfilling of my my swear is on me because I said, "If you if you made it on me, then you chayav b'achritan." In the other case, where I didn't make it on me, I made it on Betsy, and you patur. That's the mayor's way of learning it from pasuk. Okay? The word alav teaches you only Marcus when I put the obligation on myself, as opposed to next door where I put it on, on the thing. My mashma, how do you see the pasuk? When I see the word alai, it's like I put the cow on my shoulders. I put the obligation on my shoulders. When I said alai, it's on me, you made yourself the guarantor that Hashem is going to get a carbon. So, okay. New mishnah. Okay, now a little introduction to this Mishnah. Again, every Mishnah needs an introduction over here. And it's hard to really get out of these introductions. You really can't. Okay, there's two more on the, on the page, so let's hope we get to both of them today. And Ben Hado, these are some of the hardest pages in uh, Megillah. Okay? Now, something called a Zav. A Zav is a man who has an emission come out of him, his Brit Milah, which is, makes him Tameh like a, like a Zava, like a, a woman who has a period is a safek zava, and she needs seven clean days. There's a similar thing by a man. However, it doesn't come from blood. It comes from a certain type of lukerish discharge that comes out of the guy. We don't see that nowadays. It's not a common thing. We don't know what it is. It doesn't, it doesn't mean zera. It means a certain discharge that comes out of his brit milah, and it comes out 
there's a difference between a guy. Now, just like a woman, a zava, there's a difference between a, a girl who sees ziva one day, two days, and three days becomes a zava gidola. She becomes a big zava and, and has different rules. One, two days is one rule, three days is a different rule. By a zav also, there's a difference between a zav who sees twi- two days and three days. So the going to... gonna Zava. So when we're going to get the period now, technically she should only. Need, I'm giving you a quick, quick. She should only need seven days total, not thirteen days. She should need seven days, not seven clean. Nowadays we're strict on seven clean days. Every woman who gets a period, automatic seven clean days. Okay. In the olden times, it was seven days total, not necessarily clean. That's a nida. That's a nida law. The reason why we're strict that every woman gets seven clean days is because zava needed seven clean days. And it's very, 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 very hard to tell nowadays if a woman who gets a period is a zava or a nida. It's extremely complicated. And therefore, already for the past two and a half thousand years, every Jew in the world, has, every Jewish girl has assumed that she's a zava. And has, except on themselves, seven clean days as opposed to seven dirty days. Okay? Now, that's a zava. Okay? But in zav, it's nothing to do with us, but... We don't have it nowadays, but a zava, again, a three... By the way, even a zava, only if you have three days of bleeding makes you a zava get a lot for seven clean days. Two would not require it. It only require one clean day. Good? Now, flip over here to zav. Okay, so no difference between a zav who sees two days, there's no difference between a two-day zav and a three-day zav, Ela kurban, only difference is whether you have to bring a korban. Because if you saw three days, you have to bring a korban after you become tahor. And if you saw two days, you're patur. Okay. Says the Gemara. Halinyan mishkan moshav v'svirat sheva zevashav. It comes out that when it comes to the other two rules of zav, one is that anything he sits on becomes tamerified. And the second thing is that he has to count seven clean days. Sounds like a two-day zav and a three-day zav are equal. The Mishnah makes it sound like that. Where do we know this from? Pasuk mentions two, right? It says the word zav, zav zovo in the Pasuk twice. We call you tameh. Shalosh v'kerotomeh. So I'll read the Pasuk. Pasuk says, Ish ki zav zovo tameh Zav zav tameh. So I mentioned the word Zav twice in the Pasuk, and then it says Tameh. And then another Pasuk says, Bezot ye tumato bezovo, zovo one, Rab bezot zovo, Echetim bezot bezovo, tumato. So it says Zov, 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 three times Zav, and then it says Tameh again. So twice Tameh, three times Tameh. Why does it mention that? Haket said, Shtayim, if you get two, makes you Tameh. Shalosh makes you have Kurban. So we're explaining two Pasukim very simply. The, the Pasuk that mentions Zav twice is telling you that's what makes you Tameh. Because it says three times is what makes you get a korban. Ask the Gemara, who told you maybe that? Who told you that? The Pasuk doesn't tell you what they're for. Maybe one's, maybe it's flipped. Says the Gemara. Amor shtayim l'tumah, v'lo l'korban. Shalosh l'korban, v'lo l'tumah. Mara says, well, maybe two of them makes you tameh and no korban. That's what we said. And three makes you korban and not tameh. Mara says, it can't be. can't be korban and not tameh. Because you, once you see three, you're ready so too. So, if three is korban, then, and two is tamer, you can't get to three without two, and therefore, obviously, you're going to be tamerified by two, and by three, you get tamer plus korban, like we said in the Mishnah. Good. 
says Gemara, Amarta, okay, Ve'emor shtayim lekorban v'lo l'tumah, shalosh af l'tumah. Maybe the korban comes on the second seeing, and the tumah will come on the third. Who told you that tumah comes on the second? And the korban only comes on the third? Maybe it's flipped. Maybe you have to bring a korban, but you're not tameh. And on the third one, you come tameh also. How do you know it was the other way around? Says the Gemara, Lo don't, don't even think about that. Why? The tiny because we learned in the bright Vichiper mizovo. And the Kohen makes a kapara for him in front of God, mezovo, from his zav. Right? Which means, now, when we say mezovo, from his zav, we're learning from the word mezovo, that not from his zov, which means there are some zovs who are getting korbans, and some zovs who are not getting korbans. And therefore, we're teaching you that, that, that there are going to be some guys who are zavs without korbans. So if you be a zav without a korban, that means you have to first get tamayafoid and become a zav. And then the third thing is going to be the korban. And that's why we're telling you that the first, the, the, the pasuk of two was tamer, and the pasuk of three is korban. Why? Again, because since it's mezovo, that the korban comes from the zavs, there's some guys who get a korban. Ah, that means there can be a lot of zavs. There's a that means there's two and three zavs, two categories of zavs, and only one of them gets carbons. Oh, so it must be the third one. Let's read it. Says the Gemara. If you get three, you bring korban. Maybe it's flip, flip side. No. Of course, since you, in order to get C3, you have to get two, it must be that it's like we said. Says the Gemara. Okay. Now, the Gemara wants to know. Wait a second. There were two Pesukim that taught us. Two Pesukim that are teaching us the rules, that two and three. What were they? One was Reb Simai, which mentions the Pasuk of Zov Zov Tameh and Zov 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 Tameh. And the other one was this Pasuk Mezovo. What do I need both of them for? I'll show you why you need both. The Imer Simai, if we only mentioned the Zov Zov Zovo, we would have asked the question like we asked. Which is maybe you get korban first and then tameh. That's what we need. The other one, kamash not mizovo. The mizovo. If you only mention mizovo, lo yadana kamariot. We wouldn't know how many make you tameh, and that's why we need the two and the three basuk. Because to tell you what's the number, is it two, three? Maybe it's four, six. That's why we need the two and the tameh. So again, we need mizovo to answer the question of what goes first, right. and we need the zav zav tameh, zav 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 tameh. To teach you the number of how many how many times you have to see in order to get to it. Is this clear? If it's clear, it's amazing because I'm doing this very fast and usually it takes time. Is, are we really clear or not? Yeah. Ish. One more time. Again, if you would only, there's two things that are teaching you the rules. One is mezovo. Mezovo means only some zavs, not all. Yeah. And the other one is is the zav zav tameh, zav 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 tameh, of every simai. Remember there was a pasuk that says, Zav zavo tameh Zav zav zavoto tameh. Okay. And which taught you the two and the three. Okay? If you left out that Rabbi Simai, Zav zav zavo, then you wouldn't know what's the number. Right? You would know that Tumah comes before Korban, but you wouldn't know how many... Tumah how many Korban. How many gets Tumah and how many gets Korban. And if you only mentioned the, the Zav zav zavo, then you would know that 
one, two, and three, but you don't know which, which is first. Tamei a korban first. And therefore, you need zovo and you need this. Clear? Good. Says Yimah. Says Yimah, V'hash de'amret drasha. now that you use the pasuk, mezovo for drasha, v'chi et ahel azav mezovo my drash then what do you do with it with a different mezavo? What do you use with that? I need it for the following brayta. It says, that teaches you that he doesn't have to dip before he starts to count. Mizovo teaches you that when the guy stops seeing his zavut, he doesn't have to dip in the mikveh and then start counting. No. Right away, he can start counting. And the mezovo, v'lo mezovo v'nogo. That is your new rule, which means that let's say you have a guy who's a zav and he also has salat. Okay? We don't say, oh, this guy's got salat, so we can't count to seven clean days. No, again, a zav needs seven clean days. Just like a lady needs seven clean days, a zav who sees three days in a row needs, or, or no, even in two days, needs seven clean days. Okay? Three days now, to what? Third day is to bring korban. Correct. Now, the rule is, you don't, don't say, you might have thunk, and let's say the guy's got sarat too. He's got leprosy at the same time as a zav. You might say, his seven days are not clean until he kisses leprosy. Separate two months. You might have thunk that you can't call him clean since he's got leprosy. And therefore, the word mezovo means we're only worried about a zavut. We ignore his salat when it comes to seven clean days. That's the chidush. Okay? Uh, that, we, 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 that we consider it separate is the chidush we're learning from mezovo. Okay? What else? It says visafar, and you will count. Mezovo visafar, limed al zav bal shteriot shetaun sefilat sheva. Mezovo visafar teaches you that a guy who only has two still has to count seven clean days. Is that the same? Is that only for, for Zavut? Or like, what if that a case of like a different tumah? Uh, no, 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 Tamimet no. no. and... Uh, Tamimet. No, no, they don't need seven clean days. Seven clean days is only by Zava or Zav. What's the, what's the time frame for like a Tamimet? Or tamimet, you, uh, you get a sprinkle on the third and the seventh, but they don't have to be clean. It's nothing to do with your tumah. Clean, don't, don't call it clean days. Clean, means, clean days means days that you don't have. You have to be completely tahor during those days. The, the, the din of seven clean days is only is only for those two. Okay. Why, why is it saying about the oh you need seven clean days? Salat, you don't. But but when it comes to zava, any other tuma could make you could could ruin your seven clean days. Over here, the other tuma does not ruin your seven clean days. So a different. I'm saying like a tuma of tamemet can ruin your clean days, or a different tuma can ruin. Is it only tzara'at that that you're that's separate, or any any different tumah that comes into play? I don't know. I don't answer that question. Right. Sorry, Chaim. Okay. Can't answer that question. Okay. It says, Hello, Dinu. Mara's asking, what do you mean? Why, why do I need a pasuk to tell me that you have to count seven clean days. If the guy makes Tameh everything he sits on, which is a very heavy Tumah, of course he should need seven clean days. Says in my back, Shomer Yom Keneged Yom Tochiach. We'll prove to you otherwise from a woman who's a Zava. Now, a woman who's Zava, there's two levels of Zavas. I have to tell you this. I mentioned it before in passing, but now you need to know it. Okay? A Zava has level one, where she just saw one day of Zavut, 
and then she only has to have one clean day. Okay? A woman, nowadays women always get seven clean days, automatic. In the olden times, if a woman had only one day of zavut, she would only need one clean day. Okay? Until she gets three days in a row, then she needs seven clean. In a row? Okay. Yes. That was the rule in the olden days. Now, this woman who has, who has only one day, she needs mishkav mushaf, which means, let's see, the uh, she is just as tamer, she makes tamer what she sits on, even though she's only in one day. We're telling you, no. You wanted to claim that, look, this guy, he's so tamer that when he sits on a chair, he makes a tamer fight, right? So if he's so tamer that he needs it, makes the bad why do I need a pasuk to tell me that he needs seven clean days? Of course he needs seven clean days. Look how tamer he is. Not necessarily. Look at the zava. A zava makes what she sits on tamer fight, even though she only needs one clean day. So you see, it's not necessarily connected. And that's why I do need the pasuk to teach me that this guy needs seven clean days. Okay. Rabbi. Um, if a guy only has one day of, uh, of seven clean, seven clean, no matter what, that's that's chiddush. Yes, that's a chiddush for okay. guys. For guys, for ladies, one, she one. needs three in a row. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Even two doesn't make a time. If it's more, th- no. Three days in a row. She needs three days in a row of zavut. What about a guy who just needs three? The reason why we, we assume nowadays everyone's zava is because they usually hit, bleed five days in a row. So bleeding five days in a row, suffix zava. Now, but already. The, the Chachamim accepted on themselves that even a woman sees one dot of blood, Safek Zabah. Does the woman have a chiv of Korban um, after three days also? No. Like the men? No. Only men. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You ready? Amalera Papal Abaya. Maishtahim is a word, the Marbibe, Zabal Shiriot, Maishtahim is a word, the Marbibe, Zabal Shiriot. Why, when you had one Mizovo, we included a two-riyot that he has to count seven clean days, right? We had one zavu that included a two, a two, a tour, a, a zav who has two that he has to have seven clean days also, not just the three guys. That's what we did in our pasuk. And and another one, we said, oh, he doesn't need a carbon. Huh? Again, there were two pasukim of mizavu. Okay. One of them taught you that, that if you're a tour guy, you need seven clean days. Okay. And the other one taught her that a tour guy, two days in a row, does not need korban. Why did you pick this one? Do you say yes, and this one say no? What did you do that for? That include the three day korban. Yeah, but who told you that the two? They're both two days. One teach you that the two day guy doesn't get doesn't does not get a korban, and the other one says the two day guy does get seven clean. What 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 made you see? What what made you uh, go that way? They both mezovo. Says the Gemara. Amale told him, If you want to say it's coming to exclude and tell you that you don't have to get seven clean days, don't be quiet. You could just be quiet by, by, by seven clean days. If you, if you didn't say anything, I wouldn't assume you need seven clean days. And therefore, by saying Mizavah, we assume that it's coming to teach you that you do need seven clean days. Maybe you learn from Kabachomer. That she doesn't need seven clean days. Maybe you'll tell me that we need it. 
אם כן, איך תפתח לחי זה, חי תהל זה שטוק? מזובו, למי וואי, וואי, אני מזובו. לימל עזב בשיעות שמתון סימן שזה תשע, you need seven clean days. So it could have just avoided mentioning it, and I would have already thought that you don't need seven clean days. Must be that it's coming to include it. Good. Okay. Oh, like I said, these are the harder parts. Okay, now, I don't know that we have the time to get this done. What time is it? Uh, 5 to 5. I am... Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen, Amen. 